You strive to innovate, to propel payments forward. But what if you could do even more, access more people, and add more value? With Discover Global Network, you can. Accepted in more than 200 countries, with over 270 million cardholders around the globe, we help you grow further, faster. As the world's fastest-growing payments network, see just how much progress we can make together. Discover Global Network. Accelerate progress. Where's my order? Does anyone know how to find my order? How can I find my order? Break free from customer support monotony. Welcome to Intercom, the customer support platform that uses chatbots, shared inboxes, apps, and more. Intercom's business messenger resolves questions that can be answered automatically, so customer support feels less like Groundhog Day and more like help is on the way. Go to intercom.com slash support to learn more. Angie's List is now... Angie, A-N-G-I, and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you could see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. This is Michael Cohen, and you're listening to the Mea Culpa Podcast. A poll released last week from the Public Religion Research Institute found that 15% of Americans say they think that the levers of power are controlled by a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles, a core belief of QAnon supporters. The same share said it was true that American patriots may have to resort to violence to depose the pedophiles and restore the country's rightful order. Biden is just, he's like a puppet president. Uh, The military is in charge. It's going to be like Myanmar, what's happening in Myanmar. The military is doing their own investigation. And at the right time, they're going to be restoring the republic with Trump as president. What's going on in Myanmar right now? The government took over and they're redoing the election, correct? That could possibly happen. Here, possibly. Would you like to see it happen? Absolutely. I would like to see it happen. Really? Yes. You know why? Because the election was stolen from us. That statement right there should chill you to the bone. But in case you needed more convincing that the powers of insanity that invaded our capital have not gone silent, I'll steer you towards the statements of former Trump national security advisor Michael Flynn who along with fucking crazy Sidney the Kraken Powell and a host of extremist GOP members attended a national QAnon conference in Dallas, Texas over the Memorial Day weekend. Michael Flynn, who was national security advisor at the beginning of the Trump administration, that's an important job, is now backtracking on a statement he made appearing to endorse 
a Myanmar-style coup in the United States. That would be a military coup in the United States. For months, QAnon and Trump-supporting online forums have been celebrating the deadly coup in which the military there overthrew a democratically elected government and called for the U.S. military to do the same. Appearing at the Forgotten Country Patriot Roundup conference in Dallas, Mr. Flynn listened to an audience member ask, I want to know why what happened in Myanmar can't happen here, referring to the Myanmar military's overthrow of a democratic governor and brutal crackdown on dissent, which some QAnon supporters have used as a model for what should happen in the United States. Mr. Flynn replied, no reason. I mean, it should happen here. No reason. I want to know why what happened in Myanmar can't happen here. No reason. I mean, it, it should happen here. No reason. This was followed by Sidney Powell's assertions that the former president would, in fact, be reinstated by August as president. Definitely in uncharted territory. There are cases where elections have been overturned, but there's never been one at the presidential level, which everybody will jump to point out. That doesn't mean that it can't be done, though. There's always a first case, and as far as I know, this is the first case of abject fraud and obtaining a coup of the United States of America. So it's going to have to be dealt with. It should be that he can simply be reinstated, that a new inauguration date is set. And Biden is told to move out of the White House. Again, I would dismiss all of this as the rantings of a lunatic, except for the fact that the most powerful lunatic in the world believes these assertions to be true as well. Uh, what we're seeing is the increasingly desperate attempts to hold on to this power, which will continue. And we, we've said this for the last four years. The more pressure he's under, the more he will be outrageous in his demands, the more the lies will increase. The big lie technique will get bigger uh, and bigger. Reacting to a CNN report from Donnie O'Sullivan, New York Times Washington reporter Maggie Haberman tweeted that Trump has been telling several people that he will in fact be back in the White House come August because of the audits taking place in states like Georgia and Arizona. In terms of the ability to ignite supporters of the former president, particularly the QAnon network, particularly people uh, in, a, in a certain segment of the Internet, it is real. And so, uh, you know, is is Trump re- regurgitating what he's hearing from Lindell and what he's hearing Sidney Powell say and some others say? I think that is what this is. He has been told by a number of advisors that he has to stop focusing on this. It is part of why he is so laser focused on these quote-unquote audits uh, in Arizona, and he's been trying to get them in other states because he thinks they're going to overturn the elections. One of the things that he has said to a couple of people is, and, and a part of this he has said publicly, is, you know, if you if you catch somebody stealing a Tiffany diamond, you, you got to give the diamond back. This is something that some of his supporters will hear and take seriously when he says it. There is no legal mechanism by which this can happen. There are people who are telling him things are possible that are not possible, which is exactly what we saw happen. 
happen after the November 3rd election last year, which was all the lead up to January 6th, as we know, and what we saw in the attack on the Capitol. And so there is a there is a, a dangerous component about this conversation. According to Haberman, none of this is happening in a vacuum as Trump faces the likelihood of an indictment from the Manhattan DA and New York State Attorney General. This is the kind of thing that he is trying to flush into the conservative media ecosystem and he is saying to his supporters and I expect it to get more intense the more he is under investigation by the Manhattan District Attorney and the State Attorney General in New York and and the threat of indictment over the coming months. All of it though points to an increasingly unhinged Trump willing to do just about anything to avoid prison even if that means fomenting a coup. Again, this all absolute batshit insane and while most definitely not come to pass. But the point is, I'm asking here is how dangerous all this talk can be when 15% of this nation believes in QAnon. If uh, none of these things pan out for him, I think what we'll see is that he will become uh, even more overtly deluded. And I've said for some time, although I, have, I can't be sure, that he's probably, uh, he's certainly at risk of leaving the country rather than facing uh, the law. This is no longer just the ramblings of a few crazy people, but potentially millions and millions of Americans. And on top of that, the recent efforts to roll back voting rights and other GOP assaults at the state level and what is happening does not seem so far-fetched. And we have so many members of Congress and elected officials that just go along with it, put their heads down, think it's going to go away. But if somebody like Donald Trump says something or leaders say something or they don't say something against something totally false, there's no reason to believe that anybody's going to organically come to the truth. And it's just a few of us out here saying this. Anyone around him, no matter what topic they try to bring up, no matter how they try to engage him, for him, he brings everything back to the 2020 election that he lost. Uh, he repeats the, you know, the so-called big lie. Now with new tweaks, he is obsessed, as we as others have reported, in uh, a recount or a ballot audit going on in Maricopa County in Arizona. He is now also similarly obsessed with an effort going on in Fulton County. Georgia. Um, and in this, no matter what topic is what he just brings everything back to. Trump is likely not plotting a coup, but his MAGA base wants to continue to relitigate November 3rd. Trump may be fucking insane, but he's not stupid and understands how to whip the mob into a frenzy. Boys, stand back and stand by. Many of you have traveled from all across the nation to be here, and I want to thank you for the extraordinary love. That's what it is. They could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. I know how you feel. I know your pain. I know you're hurt. We love you. You're very special that I will totally accept the results of this presidential election if I win. On January 6th, it was all about stopping the steal and preventing the certification of the election. We all knew it was insane, but nevertheless, thousands and thousands showed up and stormed the Capitol. 
The question is not about a coup, but what will be the next spasm of violence? Trump holds these lunatics in the palm of his hand. They are, in essence, his MAGA shock troops. What will stop them from descending on Washington in August to demand President Biden's removal from office? A lot of people, you know, imagine that a coup or an armed insurrection is just going to be like camping out with the boys. It's going to be a great time. We're drinking some PBRs. That's not true. There's going to be death. And that death is going to be people that you love. And it's time that we get past fetishizing the violence in this. It's time that we get past fetishizing this idea of overthrowing the government and the Second Amendment encouraging us to overthrow the government. That is reserved for times, frankly, if there is a military coup, which won't happen because no military member in the United States of America that that takes their oath seriously would ever participate. But it's for that kind of stuff, not for, I don't like the future of Dr. Seuss. This is dangerous and unprecedented territory here, folks. I don't want to sound alarmist or crazy, and I certainly don't believe any of that bullshit he is spouting, but Trump is wounded and against the ropes. Should he be indicted, all bets are off on what he would do and what not to do. In his mind, and I know his mind better than he does, Trump is still calling the shots and will use the prospect of large-scale mob violence as leverage or a hedge against what's coming down the pike. So stay tuned, folks. I really mean it. Stay tuned. And now for the main event. Our only measure of hope in the fight against this MAGA insurgency, especially in rolling back the reactionary and racist legislation being pushed across this country, is to expand the Democratic majority in the House and Senate to the point where we can defeat the filibuster and push through the John Lewis voter rights bill and other measures that would take aim at what the extremist GOP is doing at the state level. But that means not just holding the gains we've made in the House, but expanding upon them. You've heard me speak ad nauseum about the nightmare scenario of a GOP-held House and Senate reporting to the lunatic in Mar-a-Lago. My next guest on Maya Culpa, Phil Arbayo, is part of a rising tide of Democratic candidates who are taking aim at GOP-held House seats in the hopes of flipping them blue especially as voters grown increasingly alarmed at the extremist views held by their representatives. Our bio is looking to unseat Devin Nunes, one of Trump's staunchest supporters from California's 22nd District, which covers the last reliable conservative stronghold in the state San Joaquin Valley. But changing demographics have seen the region shift in recent years to become 50% Hispanic making the seat right for a challenger. Our bio came within a few percentage points in 2020 of unseating Devin Nunes, despite raising a fraction of the money. Recent redistricting could prove an even greater boom for him in 2022. 
He joins us on Mea Culpa today as Nunes continues to support Trump's election lies and speaks with me about what's at stake for this country if Democrats don't retake the House in next year's midterm election. So let's listen now to that conversation. So, Phil, your coalition seems to be built upon two pillars. The changing demographics of the district, which is now 50% Hispanic, and disaffection for Nunes, who is known as one of Donald Trump's staunchest defenders. You came close to unseating him in 2020, within a few percentage points. Now, what do you think is going to put you over the top this time? Will it be moderate Republicans turned off, say, by the GOP's turn towards extremism or maybe something else? I would say uh, not having to campaign in a pandemic. Uh, you know, that was our biggest our biggest obstacle last year, obviously, was was not being able to get into the district and, and introduce uh, myself to my constituents and 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 hold events. Uh, and, and despite that, and also despite being outspent four to one, uh, we we came really close. And 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 there is hunger here in the Central Valley for the change in the last two cycles. Um, that's why we're confident with the changes that are going to be coming in 2022 as everyone redistricts. This is going to get a this this district will get more competitive, as you said. The dynamics are, are the demographics are changing. It is a mi- minority mi- majority uh, um, uh, leaning district already. Uh, we're not that far behind, and being able to campaign in a normal sense, uh, going and knocking on doors, you know, hitting the ground in the district is going to really be able to put us over the edge and win a seat in Congress in the Central Valley. Well, let me ask you this: I mean, why is Devin Nunes, who I find to be a fucking asshole, right? I, I just, I, I'm sorry. I know that you guys aren't allowed, you know, to say that because obviously we're not going to allow this, but mm-hmm. it would become a commercial for Nunes. But listen, if it does, it's because of me. I find Devin Nunes to be a mm-hmm. fucking asshole. And I would say to his face if I crossed him in the street, why is he popular? I mean, excluding mm-hmm. the fact that he's been kissing Trump's ass for the last two and a half, three years. Why is he popular with his constituents? What has he actually done or accomplished? Well, abs- the, the short answer is nothing. And, and you would probably know Devin more than, than his constituents would. I mean, you were right there from the very beginning in the Trump administration. Um, he's been there since day one. You know, we call him um, the godfather out here in the Central Valley when it comes to what the Republican Party is nowadays. It started with Devin Nunes and his and his and his loyalty to Donald Trump since 2016. But his popularity in the district is has has fell um, a lot in the last four years. I mean, this is a district he's used to winning by 25, 30 plus points. And in the last two elections, he's won um, by less than single single digits, and or I should say, in single digits. So it's not it's not like it's um, impossible to do. We just need to be continuously holding him accountable, and his actions, his or lack thereof, as a member of Congress. You know, he's more he's more interested today in fundraising. He's more interested today in going after so called socialism. He's he's really. Again, the godfather of the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Bobarts, um, the Gates. Uh, he, they are using his playbook, which he learned from Donald Trump. Suing people makes money. And that's exactly what he's done. He's sued more people in the last four years than he has written a piece of legislation. And now he, and, and as we know, some of these people don't even exist. Internet cows and his, and his mom as well. So it, it's time for him. Not only to go, but it's time for some real change in representation here 
in the Central Valley. And that's what I'm going to bring. I want to do this job. This is a job that I want to do. I want to make sure that we have a representative that we're not embarrassed by. I mean, you go around the district here, people are embarrassed by saying that Devin Nunes is a representative, but it takes a lot. He's been there for 20 years. It takes multiple times to get a guy like that out of it because he's so entrenched, but he hasn't done anything. It's just that name's been on the ballot for 20 years. It's what people know, but we're going to give him another option again this time around. And again, I, I believe we're going to be successful. Well, fundraising, obviously, as I'm sure you're aware, because we all see it on a daily mm-hmm. basis, is a Trump special. Mm-hmm. That grifting off of your supporters by saying outlandish mm-hmm. shit, that's the Trump special. And it's been very beneficial to many of the Republicans that have been, as you stated, with Donald since the very, very mm-hmm. beginning. Now, here's the problem, though. We all know that you could win an election by one mm-hmm. vote. So it's not whether he won it by 25 points or if he wins it by under one point. It doesn't make a difference if he wins it by one, by one voter. The problem is a win is Correct. a win, right? What are you going to do different this time? What can, what can other people do to help you? In order to get the message out, because I want to tell you a quick story yeah, about dear about dear old Devin. Oh, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> so when I was testifying the very first time before the House um, Permanent Select Committee, at which point he was uh, the chair of the of the uh, of the committee, the arrogance was just second to none. But I was okay with that. Because at the time, I was staying on the Trump message. My whole point was obviously not to tell the truth about the Russian collusion, to tell the truth about when I spoke to Trump about the failed Moscow project and some other things. So Devin Nunes was steadfast in making sure that I wasn't able to provide any more information than what it would do to exonerate Trump from the things that he actually did. Well, as we know, the House changed. And then the second time that I was called in, uh, that was sometime in March, I can only tell you that the way that he behaved to the Democrats, Adam Adam Schiff then turned the tides on him and treated him and schooled him like a baby. Mm-hmm. He was screaming and yelling, you haven't given us any of the information that we want. Only the Democrats have the book. We're not starting until... And I'm sitting there and I'm saying to myself, listen, you guys can say whatever you want, but it's a Friday. I had to drive to D.C. Mm-hmm. Now I have to drive back. So if you guys think that you're going to play this petty bullshit with one another about... I said, you will have a document. I said, I'll tell you what, Devin... And he looked at me. He's like, that's Mr. Nunes. I'm like, listen, Devin, you could have my book, okay? You could have my book. And somebody will give me the copies. I don't need the book in front of me. Well, we saw you open up the book. This is Devin Nunes. Mm -hmm. We saw you open up the book. And I said, so what? I just wanted to see how much stuff that we were going to go through over the course of the next X number of hours. He goes, well, I want to I wanna have a vote, and, and that's when Schiff put an end to his nonsense. But now I understand when you said that he's become very good at trying to follow the Trump playbook, which again, much of which I wrote, which is to sue everybody, hold things up, try to distract, try to sort of um, involve yourself or intercede in a negative way mm-hmm. 
to throw the next person off. And that's exactly what Devin Nunes learned from Donald Trump. Summertime means one thing to me. Backyard barbecues and hanging out with friends and family. I love to cook and I love to cook outside. For me, Father's Day was always the official kickoff to the summer grilling season. It's when all the dads would gather, generations of Cohen men, and sit around the grill, talk smack to one another, drink a beer, and stuff ourselves like kings with red meat. This year, unfortunately, will be different. I'm under freaking house arrest. That means no backyard barbecue or going to the butcher shop. But before you sound that sad trombone, I got this massive box of Omaha steaks shipped right to my home. I may not have a backyard that I can travel to, but I got a small balcony and a grill pan so that the barbecue is still on. The party just comes to me. If I never eat anything other than those 10-ounce New York fillets, I'll die a happy man. Plus, having this stuff shipped to your home is insanely convenient. Just order what you want online and bam, you got all kinds of meat. So take my advice, do for your dad what Omaha just did for me, and send him a box of meat and watch how happy it makes him. Go to omahasteaks.com, type Cohen in the search bar, and order dad the get out and grill assortment. It includes 20 entrees he's guaranteed to love, like ultra juicy burgers, plum chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and four 10 ounce butcher cut New York strips. These strips are aged 30 days, and why is that important? Age equals tenderness. Plus, get four free New York strip burgers with your order. These are ultra lean and pack a bold, intense flavor. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. Visit omahasteaks.com, keyword Cohen, and order the Get Out and Grill assortment today. Send dad more than just a gift. Send him an experience he'll love and can share with you. And don't forget, for a limited time, get four free New York strip burgers with your order. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword Cohen. So going back to my quick question, what are you doing different in order to succeed and to unseat mm-hmm. Devin Nunes? Because I personally think he offers nothing. Yeah. And when I mean nothing, I mean nothing yeah, to I, Washington I, at all. Absolutely. I mean, his, his, like you said, his, his, his uh, plan today's agenda is grifting from his, from his donors. And, and, and it absolutely does, it does nothing for us here in the district. What we're going to be able to do this time around is, 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 is tell my story. And for me to actually get in front of these constituents, the pandemic just killed that part of our, of our um, campaign. And it, despite that, but despite being outspent four to one and, and, and raising, you know, I raised over 5 million, he raised over $25 million in a congressional district race in the middle of California. Some people who run for Senate don't raise that much money. And he spent twice as much and he's or four times as much, and he's still only won by single digits. So it's there. The will of the people are there, and we want to give them an option. I need the help. I need all the help that I can get from your audience, from the people of the Central Valley. Uh, go to fillourbio.com to chip in today to help me get rid of this guy that absolutely does nothing for my district. I have a member of my staff who cannot drink the water that's coming out of her faucet in her community of one of the bigger cities here in 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 the valley because Devin Nunes has been there for 20 years and absolutely has done nothing to help secure 
clean water here in the in the Central Valley, and that's what I'm going to work for: clean water for communities, clean air, bringing building back. Uh, the Central Valley by bringing good jobs, helping with immigration reform, having a seat at that table is what I want to do. And Devin has shied away from that. He is uh, the ultimate grifter. Everything he's learned was from, uh, you know, his mentor and his boss, Donald Trump. I mean, he's the he he is a bully. And just like Donald Trump is, he's become that bully in the Central Valley. No one wants to talk bad of him because they're afraid that he's going to come after him with a lawsuit that they don't have any money to defend. And that includes the press here in the Valley. Wow. Wow. Look, like I said, he's trying to take the playbook that I created for Trump. If enough people got together and they went ahead and they did start to fight him on these cases, and like what I'm doing with Donald right now, he didn't pay the legal fees that he was supposed to. Right. Obligated me to make the payments on his behalf. I'm certainly not the one that had my pecker pulled by a porn star. I was just directed by this asshole to go ahead and to make the payment Mm -hmm. to which he paid me back. So if I'm responsible, he certainly has to be responsible. And so I sued him. And right now we're in court. They refuse to allow Don Jr. or Donald himself or Alan Weisselberg to testify. And it's smart. It's the first smart move that I've seen Donald Trump do since I left his employ, and that's to avoid this deposition because, truth be told, neither Donald, Don Jr., or Alan Weisselberg know what it means to tell the truth. And very much like what you may have seen with Ivanka's deposition mm-hmm. not, too, not too long ago regarding Alan Weisselberg and the pick, she now doesn't even know what position Alan Weisselberg has at the Trump Organization. Seriously? And this is a senior advisor to the president? This is somebody with an Ivy League education? This is an idiot. Mm-hmm. It's just plain, look. It's privilege. Enough privilege. It's, 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 it's more than privilege. It's deceit. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. They believe that they can say whatever they want, that there is no repercussion. And if, in fact, you take the fight to Devin Nunes, mm-hmm. and maybe what we'll do is we'll find one of these lawsuits and we'll figure out how to help that person and countersue him. And I'll show him the playbook that I used to instill for Donald Trump. And I'll teach him a lesson or two. That's certainly for sure. Because I can't stand bullies. Yeah, he, he, he's, the, he's the consummate bully here um, you know, in the Valley. I mean, first of all, again, he doesn't show up. I mean, he's here for a, a two-minute Freedom Festival a, a couple of weeks ago with a bunch of people you probably knew. Um, you know, some some of those in the, that were in the Trump circles. He has some white supremacists. He had some, you know, fringe candidates out here, some some conspiracy theorists um, calling it a, a so-called freedom festival when he didn't even have freedom of the press to be able to to cover it. He only had like one network. I believe it was maybe <laughs> OAN or Newsmax or anything like well, Newsmax. Or well, like that. well, Phil, let me be very clear about this one. Uh, even when I was on Trump's um, side and I would go to Washington and I was personal attorney to President Trump. I never hung out or associated with white supremacists. Just to just let you just oh, no, let I, you know on a secret. I happen to be Jewish and I'm and I'm <laughs> along with along with all of my friends, um, you know, my black friends. Uh, we're not on we're not high priority on their list. Yeah, I know. But some of those that one. some of those conspiracy theorists that were on the panel, I'm sure you knew of um, that he had that he had joined. Uh, was was were there as well so he is he is a bully he has a lot of arrogance because he's been there for so long he wants to be he wants to be up there in in whatever realm that he can be but for him it's all about 
ratings. It's all about money. It's all about podcasts. Again, it's, it's Donald Trump's playbook, who you know. Um, he is on the if there was a Mount Rushmore of this new MAGA agenda and and supporters, it, it, Donald Trump would be up there with Devin Nunes. And 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 it's, and it's seen what it's bled into today. Look what happened today. I mean, just as we got on before we got on the GOP blocked the one uh, the senators blocked the January 6th commission of the attack on the Capitol. They literally just voted to betray and not hold those people accountable. Now, the Democrats are going to have to go out alone to save our democracy, to hold some people uh, accountable because the Republicans were like, you know what? It's, it's just not important to them. What's important to them? Uh, tax breaks for, for millionaires and billionaires. That's important to them, but not the American people. And that's why I'm running again. I'm going to continue this fight. We're going to try one more time. And I believe we're going to be confident to do that. Again, we just need all the help that we can get to make that happen. Yeah, and this is where I constantly call for President Biden and Vice President Harris to ensure that Merrick Garland, our new attorney general, does not, and I'll say it again, does not sit back and you know play um, quiet. If this was Trump's administration oh, yeah. with that fucking animal Bill Barr, Right, who yeah. remanded me to prison because I was publishing a book that they determined was going to be, you know, injurious to Trump's reputation. Mm-hmm. Picture what Bill Barr would be doing to an insurrection that took place on the Capitol if it was being done by Democrats. And that's Absolutely. why I say Merrick Garland needs to stand up. He needs to he needs to get a hold of his big boy pants put them on, and go after each and every one of these people, including the Devin Nunes of the world. And yeah. this is something that I'm not thrilled with as it relates to this new administration. I know Joe Biden, and I understand him. He is a man with a lot of empathy. He wants to sort of stop this divisiveness. He wants to stop right now all of this hatred and and the you know, and just the the back and forth of over Trump. He's basically trying to cancel Trump by not talking about him. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem with that is you can't do that. Trump is like a fungus. It just fucking grows. And you got to put the medication on to kill it. You got it's like a it's like a rabid dog. You got to put it down because Trump will never stop. And then you have these mini fucking Trumpers, the Matt Gates's of the world, the Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene, yeah. the Josh Hawley's, right? The Devin yeah. freaking Nunez's. This is not a fucking joke, America, right? They really have to understand if you want to get rid of Donald Trump, you have to get rid of all of the sycophants that want to be mini Donald Trumps. Mm-hmm. And I talk about this all the time on this show. My biggest fear is that a smarter more dastardly, wealthier individual mm-hmm. is going to take away from this Donald Trump playbook, right, that, no, that only he is above the law and really put a, a, a real hurt on our democracy. It is. I mean, we, we, saw, we saw the incompetence that the administration uh, held with not only the pandemic, but just the, the entire administration. Uh, take that hate and put it in the hands of someone who knows what they're doing. It could be 10 times uh, worse, like the Josh Hollies, like the like the like the Tom Cottons of the world, like the the Grams of the world. I, I I don't know if we put him up there, but you know people have that have done this for a while. It it is an extremely dangerous situation. That's why we are fighting. You know, Biden talked about fighting for the soul of this nation in 2020. It didn't stop in 2020. It's going to continue as long as 
Trump's minions are uh, a part of this democracy, of this institution. And that's why candidates like myself and other candidates all over the country are taking on these minions. We need all the help and support we can get. You want to get rid of Trump? You want to get Trump better Trumpism? Then help us candidates get after guys like Devin Nunes. Put the pressure on him um, by 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 letting them know that there's a better, that there's a more, you know, competent candidate who wants to do this job and that your way is, is no longer needed. I mean, Devin Nunes and Donald Trump's way of doing things is in the past. Devin has been there for 20 years. It, the central Valley no longer even looks like that time uh, anymore. It's more like me and my family are today. We're working class family. My my wife is a, a professor here at, at our local university. I we run a small business, and we're trying to serve our community to raise our children in a world that's that's equitable, that's fair, and that believes in America and American values. We are. I mean, I we are patriots, just trying to take on this MAGA supporters and agenda, and we get real fired up, and we are committed to doing that. And, 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 and candidates just like myself are all in on, on, on taking guys like this down. Well, Phil, last week, the New York Times reported that the Justice Department under President Trump secretly obtained a grand jury subpoena last year in an attempt to identify the person behind a Twitter account dedicated to mocking Representative Devin Nunes of California, according to a newly unsealed court document. Now, parallel to the Justice Department's efforts, Nunes and his lawyer had separately filed a series of lawsuits, like what you were talking about, in efforts to unmask a series of social media users who criticized him, including an account that purported to be the congressman's cow and the at Nunes alt account. Now, (laughs) this story continues to break. But it suggests that a weaponized Justice Department was investigating Nunez's opponents at the behest of Bill Barr, another one of my least favorite people. It all amounts to, to me at least, to a stunning abuse of power attacking political speech. Now, I'm curious what you've heard about this affair and what else Nunez has done to stifle his critics. Look, I, I remember last year running against Devin and, and going, uh, you know, and doing some some interviews with some local media outlets. They were afraid. They were afraid to do these interviews with me. And they had to be very careful in how they did it because they knew and, and they told me straight out, we cannot print anything that is going to get us in trouble with Devin Nunes because he will sue us. These are publications in his district that he represents that are afraid to report the truth on him because they are afraid of being sued. Just, again, it is the Donald Trump playbook of suing people when they don't agree with you. And that's exactly what he did. And he probably knows that these that these uh, these frivolous lawsuits don't have any merit. But what, what do they do? He's able to put out uh, millions of uh, digital emails for fundraising when these happen. I, there's a correlation between when he sues or when there's any breaking news on it to how much money he is able to raise that day. I mean, it, it, it's literally the grifters uh, playbook and, and, and it needs to, it needs to stop. It needs to, he needs to stop wasting people's time. He needs to stop wasting the taxpayers time. He needs to stop wasting um, uh, the government's time on these ridiculous frivolous lawsuits that because he, it hurt his feelings 
he's decided I'm I'm going to go I'm going to go after them. We need a representative who's going to be focused on the actual issues in this district on what's going on, and that's what I intend to do um, as a representative here. And uh, I, I make no mistake that that my my time as a member of a Congress will be open and transparent. It's going to be the complete 180 opposite of what Devin Nunes is doing uh, these days as a member of, of, of Congress. So um, I hope that everyone that, again, is listening, uh, is wants to get in and join this fight with me to unseat this guy who decides that suing an Internet cow and an Internet mom, uh, his mom, are more important than fighting for for the issues here that we uh, that we deal with every day in the Central Valley. It's there's look there's not much more I can say on that topic. Uh, I mean, 20 years Devin Nunes to be in office. It's about time that he gets a real job, right? He's and, never he's never you know, had a real he's job. never had a real he's job a other real than job. being right being a congressman, and he's done absolutely nothing um, for California. He's done nothing for this country, and that's worse. That's what I get it. You have to represent your constituents, but you're representing your constituents mm-hmm. not at the expense of the United States of America, not at not at the expense of our democracy and um, our Constitution. I mean, the fact that they voted down this um, insurrection uh, commission? tribunal yeah. commission to me just has to show each and every person. It has to show you who this individual is and what he stands for. And to me, it means he stands for nothing. Now, Phil, a nightmare scenario for many people is the prospect of an extremist GOP retaking the House and Senate, answering to an unstable and seditious ex-president from Mar-a-Lago. It sounds like the setup for a frightening political thriller movie or something, but the prospect is all too real. And I say that again, the prospect is all too real. Discuss with me the implications for this country if this actually comes to pass and what the Democratic playbook will be for ensuring its defeat. Do you think that there are enough moderate Republicans who will turn away from the party to unseat these clowns? And using what just happened with the insurrection committee, what's your thoughts on that one? Well, they're going to have to answer for all their votes since the beginning of this year. Um, the votes to decertify the election, the vote to not hold Donald Trump accountable for the insurrection, the vote not to help out the American people during uh, one of the most, you know, the once in a century pandemic with the American Rescue Plan. They're going to take this to the midterms and they're going to lose. Um, but it is. I mean, they the. The stake of our democracy, unfortunately, lies in a few states that have control of the gerrymandering ability. The Texases, the, Ger- uh, the Georgias, the Floridas, the, um, the Arizonas, they're going to pull out every stop to, con- to maintain control of, um, of, of adding those two seats. I believe uh, Texas and, and Florida are going to be adding a couple of seats. And, and you know the GOP legislators are going to draw whatever line in whatever shape they can to to grab those two seats because they they needed to take back the house and that is a scary scary concept of of rigging and, and literally rigging um, an election um, in 2022 in their favor um, because they control these state legislators that are able uh, to do that it's a very slim margin we have to be able to fight on every front line and also be able to fight 
um, these these MAGA supporters, uh, just like just like my opponent. Again, the soul of our democracy is on the line next year uh, of this country. It didn't stop with the election of Donald Trump. It continues. They're going to continue to push the big lie. And if they lose next year in 2022, which I believe they will, they will lose more seats in the House. They'll lose more uh, more more Senate seats. Again, they're going to come. They're going to they're going to blame stolen elections. They're going to keep pushing that big lie. And we see what they're doing right now in Arizona and Georgia. They're trying to suppress the votes. It's no longer a party of political ideals and political problem solving. It is just trying to maintain power. They're grasping at every straw that they can so that white their white supremacy power uh, um stays in power in 2022. And that is uh, a danger to communities like myself, the Latino community, um, to, to LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQ communities, to black communities in this country. And we have to go out with the same energy we went in 2020 in those midterms of 2022 to keep the House and the Senate. You know, you bring up an interesting concept, and I implore all of my listeners to do this. Take a look to see what the Republicans are looking to do in regard to gerrymandering there, for example, in Florida. Because I saw what they did. I saw the new drawings. Mm -hmm. It's like... It's like a fucking figure eight. Yeah. It's like, you know, spinning a twister board and then trying to put your right arm here and your left leg there <laughs> and your right leg in front of you. And it, it goes up and down, back and forth. Oh. It leaves out different holes. I mean, it's almost like um, a crossword puzzle, you know, mm-hmm. where you're trying to find words within, you know, um, a, a box. I've never seen anything like it. And that just, to me, goes to show you how nervous that they are yeah. in terms of losing seats. But... Again, historically, what do we know? That the House usually loses seats to the party that's sitting in power. And that's a real problem. And And historically, historically, too, though, we've never been we've never come out of of a pandemic before (laughs) as well, where a party who said they were going to do something did it right. We're going to build back this country. Um, we're going to give you the money that you need to keep your food on the table and your and your and your doors open. And we saw yesterday President Biden. Uh, um, he he lift, he had a piece of paper of all these Republicans who were all of a sudden taking advantage or or or, or taking um, taking credit for all the help and the relief that was coming to their community when they voted against it. That is not going to fly in 2022. Um, there's nothing that they can do to make it happen. So we had a historic presidency. We had an unprecedented presidency before that. Um, it's historic and unprecedented times. And I think we're going to buck the trend this time in 2022. Well, let's just hope so. A family was recently surprised to receive a change of address notification they never requested. This was an attempt to steal their mail and gain access to a lot of personal information that cybercriminals can use to steal their identities. It's now easier than ever for cybercriminals to get a hold of your personal information and turn your life upside down. The all-in-one protection of Norton 360 with LifeLock makes it easy to have protection in the digital world. Norton 360 with LifeLock gives you comprehensive protection for devices, online privacy, and identity. Device security blocks cyber criminals from stealing personal information. 
VPN with bank rate encryption helps keep information you send over Wi-Fi safe. LifeLock Identity Theft Protection monitors your personal information and alerts you to potential threats. Now, no one can prevent all cybercrime and identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But if you have Norton 360 with LifeLock, you can opt into cyber safety. So sign up today and save 25% or more off your first year by going to Norton.com slash Cohen. That's 25% off Norton 360 with LifeLock at Norton.com slash Cohen. But Phil, in totally batshit insane news, on Thursday, this guy's one of my favorite people to speak about, Congressman Matt Gates made the following statement at a rally in Dalton, Georgia, co-hosted by his idiot right friend, Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I quote, The Internet's hall monitors out in Silicon Valley, they think they can suppress us, discourage us. Well, you know what? Silicon Valley can't cancel this movement or this rally or this congressman. We have a Second Amendment in this country, and I think we have an obligation to use it. Now, he's a sitting congressman calling on his supporters right, to murder his opponents the day... I mean, this is, it's, it's absolutely... I, I, it blows my mind, right? We have a Second Amendment in this country. I can't believe that this is coming out of his mouth, and I have to actually repeat it. We have a Second Amendment in this country, and I think we have an obligation to use it. Now... He's a sitting congressman calling on his supporters to murder his opponents the day after a mass shooting in San Jose. I mean, this is, it drives me absolutely crazy. The comment is obviously beyond the pale of acceptability or sanity, right? My question to you is, how do you even govern with these people sitting across the aisle? How do things, or how can things actually get done? And I'm serious now, on a practical level, I want to be serious, because people always say you get so caught up into it, because I am. Loss of life is, you know, it's, in th- these, these mass shootings, the loss of life, I, it bothers me so much, you know, that we have done absolutely nothing as a country to stop it. But how do you go to work every day with dangerous, obviously fucking insane extremists? I couldn't do it. You, 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 you almost you can't. You, you. These are people who um, just cannot be reasoned with. I mean, when they're talking about having their supporters take up arms against a certain um, population in this country, they're they're very dangerous. But why do they do it? Because their leader, whether it's Donald Trump or Kevin McCarthy, allow them to do it. If if I allowed my kids to just run ramshot over this house. Of course they're going to do it if there was no consequences. There has to be a consequences. There has to be accountability. McCarthy has to get his has to get his house in order or these things. What's going to happen is that somebody and we've already seen it with Donald Trump and some of his supporters who who went to the extreme and not only attacked the Capitol, but they 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 did other extremist things. And and and, and I May, they may, may may have been a part of that that bombing in in uh, was Tennessee or, or or Kentucky out there uh, with the AT and T building, but their their constituents listen to them, and it's super dangerous for these people to continue to serve in any type of capacity. But why do they do it? 
Why do they do it? They do it because it brings in the money. The more vitriol, the more rhetoric that they put out there will help them in their fundraising abilities. And that's all that they care about. They don't care if it's going to someone's going to lose their life out of it. They're living in an alternate reality than the rest of us. Yes, San Jose happened. There were tons of mass shootings ever since, you know, we've started coming out of this pandemic. There have been shootings upon shootings. And then he goes and says something like this, as well as Marjorie Taylor Greene with her comments about the Holocaust and people wearing masks. I mean, these people, again, they completely live in an alternate reality. You cannot work with them, which is why they need to be shunned. They need to be removed from their committee assignments. They need to be they need to resign uh, from from office, because in order to get results, you have to be able to get to bring people together that want to work. These people do not want to work. Devin Nunes doesn't want to be at the table. He wants to do his own thing on his own podcast, on on Newsmax, on on Newsmax or, or, or whatever else he wants to do. They have no interest in actually working for the American people. And then the GOP wants to say, well, um, the Dem- the Democrats don't want to work with us because 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 they because our, our what we see is different. It's like, well, why am I going to work with an insane person? I can't do that. I can't have a, a logical conversation with someone who's asking for for their constituents to take up their arms against me i'm not going to do that so just like this january 6th commission the democrats are going to have to push through and do it alone for the american people they want to see the results and we have to give it to them in the next two years i give anybody credit who even thinks for a second that they couldn't sit across the table from somebody like marjorie taylor green I, I, I really do. Even if they think that they can possibly do it, I give them credit because I could not. You know, my father is a Holocaust survivor and not, you know, where some of these people are saying my grandparents, this is my father. And I grew up, you know, in a, in a household where we heard the stories on the number of family members who perished at the hands of one of the worst forms of racism that you can have, right? The genocide of an entire people, his grandfather, his aunts, his uncles, his cousins. He was a young boy. So his his whole life was changed the day that the Germans invaded Poland, which is where he was born. And the insensitivity that she shows, the stupidity that she demonstrates and just the lack of empathy for those remaining Holocaust survivors that exist in this country, forgetting about around the world, just this country alone, is more than enough that she should be removed from Congress. I put out a tweet today, you know, um, in response to, I think it was the Midas touch, the Micellus brothers, when they said, you know, should she be removed? I said, she should be removed from the United States of America. Right. That's really she has no business forgetting about being a member of Congress. She shouldn't even be in this country. You know, I have no regard for her on so many levels. This was just the absolute icing on the cake. And um, I think anybody who has failed to denounce her. I mean, think about it. Al Franken got thrown out because he put his hand on somebody's ass while they were sleeping. As a joke, right? Um, Or not as a joke. I I don't know what was going on in his mind. I would have to say that that pales in comparison to Marjorie Taylor Greene's 
incredibly insensitive and racist statement. But on, you know, you also, by the way, Phil, made a statement um, at the beginning of uh, that question, which is how um, McCarthy needs to get his um, house in order. And I would turn around and I would say to you, it's not his house. It's actually Chuck Schumer's house. And I would call on Chuck Schumer to go all New York on them. Enough of this bullshit about everybody having to be kind and compassionate. You cannot be kind, compassionate, and easygoing with people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, like with McCarthy, right? You just, you just can't because you give them an inch. They don't take a foot. They take 10 feet. And that's the biggest problem. Every single thing that Joe Biden wants to accomplish, they will attempt to undermine and prevent from happening. It's almost as if the Republicans are so stupid that they're angry at Delta Airlines or any airline. Pick anyone. I shouldn't pick and choose. But they would rather see the plane with all of them on it go down, right? And, you know, and just crash as opposed to figuring out you know, how to make sure that it's oh, safe absolutely. and that absolutely. it lands. They want to burn down their own house in order to stop Joe Biden from being successful. That, to me, is batshit crazy. And it doesn't make any sense. Your job, your job, Phil, will be to protect not just your constituents, but the state of California, because your constituents are members of California. But California is part of the union, right? So it's part of this country. So you are there to protect America. Now, you may have differing opinions in regard to, um, let's say, uh, subsidies for farmers or what have you that's okay that's okay but you have to be able to think about how it's going to relate to this country as much as it does relate to your own constituents and we don't have that with mccarthy we don't have that with any of these people anymore this is now this is now swim right mm-hmm. or drown yeah i mean they 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 the, the Republican Party, what, what it's become today, and we saw it with, the, with this commission uh, to, to not go forward with it, are putting lives at danger. I mean, they literally put their own house in danger, the whole institution on January 6th with their rhetoric. And it didn't stop them. I mean, it, didn't, it literally didn't stop them. They, 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 they started with the big lie. They, they continue with the big lie. Uh, all the rhetoric leading up to, to, to January 6th. And, and the mob and, and the insurrection, the attack that that killed a pol- police officers and, and civilians that were actually storming as well. It's not going to stop them. They're not going to be satisfied. The, the extreme right wing of, the, of this party until it all comes crumbling down. And that's what I'm going to do as a representative it is to stop them. That's our job. Like you said, is to protect Schumer's job is to protect Congress is to protect the Capitol. Now, that's what Pelosi's job do. And I look, I understand we all want to work together and we all want to it's we, we want to do this in in and in, in, in together. We want to get at the table. We want to solve these things. But sometimes, you know, at some point in this administration, whether it's in this year or next year, there might just have to say, you know what, we, we, we in order to do what we need to do, we cannot count on the Republicans to do it. And we're going to have to do it on our own. And I think we're coming really, really close to that happening. And it's not the way that we all want to we, we all want to go about because we want bipartisanship. But when you have people who are 
actively are actively trying to block what we're doing for the American t- uh, people to protect them. Sometimes you just got to say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and we're going to we're going to take care of things on our own. The Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Bobarts, the the Matt Gates, they have no interest of in being at that table. So let's just let's just stop right there. Let's let them do their thing. Uh, McCarthy has to figure out what he's going to do with them. We, the Congress, has to figure out what to do with them uh, because I think every day that they're in office, everyone's lives in those buildings are um, are in danger. Listen, if I was in power, the way that Trump was, I would do. It's the one thing I would do. The same that Trump did. I'd say, fuck this bipartisan bullshit. All right. It's never going to happen. All right. So go by executive order. And I would implore Joe Biden. This country needs a lot right now. Mm -hmm. We're really suffering as a result of four years of an absolute catastrophe as an administration. And there's so much that's going on, whether it's the COVID relief act. I mean, when Trump left, there wasn't even a COVID vaccination plan, yet he still wants the Nobel Peace Prize for it. It's enough already. There are people you cannot work with. And right now, the GOP, most of them are... I should say most. Too many of them are insane and following this this plan. And now it's time Schumer has to just absolutely go New York on them. Biden has to stop trying to be bipartisan because it's not going to work to anybody's benefit. But I do want to jump on that saying since Trump lost the election, Trumpism as an ideology has been on the march in state and local legislators um, as regressive bills targeting voter rights and other base issues are being passed with startling speed. Now, California is not Oklahoma, but your district has been reliably conservative for decades. Do you see the GOP voters in your district embracing the new GOP extremism or running away from the election denialism and refusal to acknowledge the January 6th attack? You know, I, I believe that my constituents, the people in the Central Valley, are better than that. And, and, and the vote last year uh, reflects that. If, if, if it was as right as, as most people want to tend to believe, you know, I would have lost by a lot more. My predecessor would have lost by a lot more. But in the end, we're all practical people uh, here in the Central Valley, and we do. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the MAGA agenda has infiltrated some of our local, most of our local level elected official or elected seats, I should say. So they are here. Um, they are few and far between, which is, which is, you know, good. But unfortunately, they are here. Again, I just, I believe in the Central Valley so much. I believe in what we can do. We have so much potential that we that we have yet to unlock because of a guy like Devin Nunes who doesn't I mean who wants the status quo he doesn't want to do anything doesn't want to you know I'll get reelected without having to show up in my district I'm okay with that but the people aren't okay with that as we saw the last two the last two elections from um, with those with the the single digits wins that he has so I know it's there I know the will's there I know we're not as as right wing and 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 red as some people think this is more of a a purple community. We are. We have gotten there over the last ten years, um, and but there are still here. Um, unfortunately, across this country, and it's not happening here. Thank God, the GOP and the MAGA agenda are trying to suppress votes. They're trying to marginalize, continue to marginalize and discriminate against uh, communities uh, communities of color, the LGBTQ community uh, as well. But here in the Valley, um, I, I see positive change coming down the road. And it's going to start with my election 
in November in, of 2022. And you, again, we just we, we, we need all the help to make that happen. We were so close last time, despite this pandemic. It literally will just take one more uh, good swing on that armor that Devin Nunes has. We will break through and we will um, get a change in representation here. Scrotal distancing? Ever heard of it? I'm not talking about running away from our Cheeto-dusted former president or Rudy the Nudie Giuliani. They're scroters of different sack. But if you're struggling to separate the guys from your thighs, it's simple for Tommy John's hammock pouch underwear. I'm not kidding here, folks. The underwear is the real deal, and I keep begging them to send me more because they're so damn comfortable. When you're wearing Tommy John's hammock pouch underwear, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Fanatics that call Tommy John's hammock pouch one of life's greatest inventions. With dozens of comfort innovations, once you've tried Tommy John underwear, you're never going back. Like an air mesh interior hammock and moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands, with over 13 million pairs sold, balls across America love Tommy John underwear because everything stays in place, so no more flopping, sticking, or chafing. Tommy John underwear has a non-rolling waistband for the perfect fit. The legs never ride up, and you're covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free. Guaranteed. And right now, you'll get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com Cohen. That's 20% off your first order of underwear and loungewear at TommyJohn.com Cohen. TommyJohn.com Cohen. See the site for details. Well, let me say this to you, Phil, because you said that, you know, um, the people of your district tend to believe and we're talking about the January 6th insurrection. I don't think that's actually the right way to describe it, that they tend to believe. We all saw with our own eyes what was going on. If, if you don't know what went on and you don't believe CNN or MSNBC or Fox as they were um, broadcasting the insurrection live how about this go back and then just put the volume on zero and look for yourself and tell me what you think is going on when you see people jumping over the walls at the capitol grabbing the american flag stealing stuff out of nancy pelosi's office looking for various different members of Congress or the vice president to kill them, creating gallows on the outside. You just tell me what it is, anything other than an insurrection. And if you're like this stupid woman that they just showed on television from Florida, who's sitting there and saying, you know, Donald Trump is still the president of the United States. You know, my mom always said, actually, it was my grandma who really was the first one that started saying when I remember as a young kid, you can't argue with stupid. And so this is you're never going to get through to that individual. You you can't argue with stupid. The bottom line is there was an election. Donald Trump lost. End of story. So why are we still debating whether or not he won or he lost and so on? There's already been 110 plus days of Joe Biden with his people in um, the, this country, uh, you know, in positions uh, of the cabinet and so on for our country. So I truly don't understand um, these, these individuals at all. 
So I just think everybody needs to use their own eyes and listen to their own self as opposed to these moderators, regardless of which cable channel that you decide to to, um, listen to. Now, Phil, also yesterday you tweeted that, and I quote, we know why the GOP opposes a January 6th commission. It's because they're implicated in the crime. Who in particular do you see as implicated? There's no no doubt that the reason they don't want to have this commission is because they're afraid of what we're going to find. The American people are going to find out that whether it was the the Greens and the Bobarts or the or the uh, the Cawthorns, um, whoever was in the whoever were in the House at the time who had just maybe had just uh, you know had just got sworn in. Some of those 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 freshman members of Congress were given out tours, or um, we know that I think what was it Bobart who was is giving Nancy Pelosi's location in, in the Capitol there. And we're also going to find out they're, they're afraid of what, what we're going to find out about McCarthy and his conversation with Trump and what he knew and what the government knew and what, what the uh, national guard knew how this could have been prevented. So of course they don't want that because they know that it, it literally is, it could be political suicide for the GOP going into the midterms. If the country found out, yeah, we allowed this to happen, and we actually not only allowed it to happen, we we kind of were helping this insurrection along with some of the rhetoric that we did, with some of the, um, uh, what would you call it, the scouting that uh, some of these groups did the day before with the visits they had to the Capitol. This was in the works, and they were given the go by Donald Trump to say, go ahead. There was not, I mean, McCarthy even said that he tried to call Trump and say, call your people off. And he was like, no, I'm not going to do that. They're mo- they're upset uh, because because this election was stolen, and I'm not going to do that. They're afraid of what it's going to what it's going to cost them in the midterms, and they should be afraid because you don't um, you don't allow something not to go if you didn't do anything wrong. If you didn't do anything wrong, then you should be able to open up the books and say, okay, here 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 it is. We didn't do anything wrong, but they're they're they know that some of their members are going to be implicated in certain crimes and whether they get kicked out or they're not allowed to run again, uh, it's going to hurt their chances in 2022, which is why the Democrats have the responsibility. They have the responsibility the, to, to go through and they uh, to go and do some type of inquiry themselves for the American people's sake and for, and for every person in that capital's sake for their safety, for the safety of their families, and the safety of those who lost their lives so they didn't die in vain, um, um, the officers that were there to protect, and those who were there who steered away some of that mob as well. So that's why we're not seeing what's going to happen. Uh, but I'm looking forward to Pelosi and Schumer putting their foot down and saying, no, we're going to still do it without you. It, it's going to be completely uh, just a, a democratic inquiry and what we're going to find, we're going to release the American people and they're going to make up their mind. Yeah, well, look, this is once again, I'm going to turn back to the Trump playbook. Mm -hmm. Because again, if it was Trump in power right now and all things being reversed, Trump would have already had the attorney general opening up an investigation and pursuing it without, without bipartisan approval. You don't need it. So why why is Biden at this point not 
already creating an attorney general or a special yeah. counsel investigation. What's the point to sit and wait? Again, it goes back to the fact he's really a decent mm -hmm. man. And he's trying to bring back some sense of calm and peace and bipartisanship and so on. You can't, you can't do that. Already look at Mitch McConnell. Look at Kevin McCarthy. Look at, as you stated, the Boberts, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Ted Cruz's, the schmuck <laughs> that he is, you know, and the rest of the Josh Hawley's, right? Uh, the Matt Gates. Look at all of them. They don't want to work with Democrats. They want to burn the right. house down because Trump lost the election. And I don't know how many more times that I had to say it to the American people. I don't even know why I had to say it more than once. I said it to about 100 million people during my House Oversight Committee hearing. If Trump loses, there will never be a peaceful transfer of power. I said it's about almost two and a half months ago. Why? Because I know this fucking animal. And I know if you have a rabid animal across the street from you, the last thing that you do is go across the street to feed it. Right. You, you got to put it down. And it's the same thing with these Republicans. We're sitting here trying to trying to be nice and placate them and saying, oh, no, Matt Gates, you're you're actually not the scumbag, pervert, sexual yeah. predator that everybody is saying. You know, we're going to try to help you. But this is what we want you to do that would benefit the United States of America. Do you think you're going to get through that fat head of his with a forehead that's 12 inches long? Seriously? No. No. No way. Absolutely There's no not. way that, that it, again, we're getting close. And, and, and as I said before, we all want to work together. But you, there's just some people and there's there's a cancer in, in the house right now uh, in, in the Capitol. And what do we do with cancer? We, we, we burn it out. We, we, we take our medicine. We, we do the chemo so it won't come back. And, and Trumpism is a cancer and they got to get rid of it. The, the, the GOP is OK with keeping it. And we're like, no, you, we got to get rid of it. We, we got to take our chemo. We got to we got to flush this out. And they're like, no, we can live with it. It's OK. Yeah, it hurts. And and and, and, it, and it's dangerous to us. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to live with it because we can't we, we can't tell them that they can or cannot be like this. They look, they know it's bad for democracy, but they also know it's better for their fundraising abilities as well. And they know it's better for their for their sound bites that they get on on different shows, whether it's Newsmax or OAN or Fox News, it keeps them relevant because they are seriously close to becoming uh, an irre uh, irrelevant party in terms of that they're all living on a different planet. Um, they're, they're not based in reality. And you, and you just you can't work with people like that. So you're right. At some point, we're just going to have to say, you know what? You guys all have to go. We can't work with you. We have to go this uh, alone if we're going to take back this country and do what's best for the American people. Right. I'm saying, Phil, that time is right now. You used a good point, right, with cancer. I mean, I knew a guy. He had osteomyelitis, bone cancer of the pinky. And it wasn't the whole pinky. It was the tip mm -hmm. of his pinky, right? So I remember him saying, oh, but, you know, I said, are you joking? What are you going to do? You're going to you, you take the pinky off and you call it quits. And that's exactly but not the pinky. It was just the tip. It, literally. So he doesn't have a fingernail right on his on his left pinky. You, you got to get rid of it. What are you going to do? Of course. So what are you going to do? You're going to allow it to metastasize and then lose the arm or lose your life? I don't know. I say they need to start and do it now. Uh, hopefully they're listening to this podcast. Now, uh, Phil, 
Kevin McCarthy refuses, and I mean absolutely refuses, to discuss the possibility that certain House members were in contact with insurrectionists before the attack and may have actually aided them, which is what we were just talking about. Now, curious what you've heard from your sources on this subject. Were there actually people that we know that aided the insurrectionists? Referring back to that moment where there was a woman outside the Capitol with a bullhorn and giving directions on how to get to certain members' offices. Tell me what you know about Look, that. Look, I, I only know what I think everybody else knows, you know, being 3,000 miles away from the Capitol myself. And, and of course, we have no connection with our member of Congress here. He refuses to show up. He's not going to have his own town hall on this because he was probably somehow involved in behind the scenes in, in a McCarthy way of, of, of letting this happen. But yeah, we, we've, we saw it with our own eyes. That And we heard and we've seen reports that there are certain members of Congress who who might have been more involved than they led on to be. And it's unfortunate and it's dangerous. And those people deserve not, not only to not be in Congress anymore, but they don't deserve to serve at all. If it was up to me, um, you know, Donald Trump would never be able to serve again. Um, the Gateses, the the Greens, the Bobarts and even the Nunes never, ever served the American people uh, ever again. So, you know, I'm hearing what we're all hearing um, as we're so far away from the action. And again, we have we don't have a member of Congress uh, in Devin Nunes that will talk to his American people. Our, our closest stories that we've heard are from um, our, our our other congressman, Representative Costa, who was there on the floor and he came back uh, to the valley and he was like, look, I I had to duck and run for cover. Uh, as well as this mob was getting crazy. Uh, he was on the front page of, I, I believe, one of the major news media outlets. It's one of the pictures that they've taken. It was real. He brought, at least he brought that story back. Now, he didn't bring any stories back of who he may have known uh, as far as members of Congress being involved, but we had firsthand uh, knowledge of that from, from his side on what actually happened. But what we really need to hear from, we really need to hear from Devin Nunes and what he's known um, um, that went on that time, as well as all these other Republicans who knew going into that day what was going to happen. And that's why I also believe that a January 6th commission is so necessary, because much of that information that you're referring to would be disclosed um, based upon emails and text messages and communications and then depositions by individuals. But, you know, Phil, as we're winding down this, um, this hour, you know, I just also want to say that I'm not ever for canceling others' points of views, right? I, I wouldn't say we should get rid of the Devin Nunes or the Boberts or all of these maniacs, these Meshuganas, as my, as my parents would call them. Um, I'm, not, I'm not for that. However, the actions of these individuals are treasonous. And there's a big difference between having a different point of view and then having one which is just treasonous and it's just contrary to our democracy right and i'm with you on that they should not only never be allowed to serve we should be giving them an open passport to any country to leave and find another country for them to you know for them to inhabit and to put their disgraceful views but i just want to finish with one last question for you on may 24th you tweeted that devin nunez committed treason unpack for me what he did that was treasonous. And how do we prove it to the voters? And I say this because you're running against Evan Nunes. Yeah. 
And I truly believe that if we can show and prove to the voters that Devin Nunes committed treason during this January 6th insurrection, I don't think he should, number one, be allowed to, to, to run. But even if he was allowed to run, this should be a landslide. No, and, and you're absolutely right. And, um, you know, I think the treason that we were also talking about was not only the vote that uh, to decertify the election or to not hold Donald Trump accountable. But we know what his role was in uh, the Ukraine situation, the, the Russian interference. We know that he received documents that he won't cop to, right? He's not going to cop to it um, from, um, from Russia or from Ukraine regarding Joe Biden, that, that, they, that it was dirt on Joe Biden or Hunter Biden. I can't remember if it was both of them or just, uh, or just uh, Joe Biden for this upcoming uh, election. And he didn't report it to anyone. And he'll to this day deny that he received any of that stuff. That is treasonous type of behavior, receiving dirt on a foreign enemy. And, and we all know, where did he learn that? And where did we know? It was Donald Trump who said that, yeah, sure, I'll listen to, to foreign countries if they have dirt on somebody. I mean, that's just not, that's not how we, that's not how we do things here. That's not how we play in this country. We don't, we don't look to our enemies to find dirt on, um, on, on, on people that we're running against in office and then not say anything to the FBI or, or whatever other agency. So, you know, Devin Nunes, when it came to the Ukraine scandal, uh, and we, we found out after the, um, the, you know, when, 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 when Vindman was up there talking to the House Intelligence Committee, during that, after the, all that inquiry was over, um, that led up to the impeachment uh, of Donald Trump uh, the first time, uh, we know that he was right in the middle of it, getting dirt, going to Ukraine after his 2018 election to find out what he could on Hunter Biden or, 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 or on the Biden. So that's the kind of treasonous stuff that, that cannot be allowed as a member of Congress and why he should never again be able uh, to serve in, in this country at all. You know, Phil, take the last 60 seconds and let me hear your pitch as to why Phil Arbello should be the congressman from that district in California, as opposed to uh, the idiot Devin Nunes. Well, you know what? I, I, I first of all I want to thank you for for having me on, and of course, uh, having hopefully in the future other candidates like me who are trying to fight these MAGA Trump uh, Trump supporters. Um, this is an area. This is a place where I grew up in in Fresno. I went to school here to college that is and became the first of my family now i'm raising uh my 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 two kids here my wife is a part of this community at fresno state she she she's a professor there uh we have a small business here as well we're we're truly invested in this community and being a latino you know my my community is also a majority minority uh it would be unprecedented historic to have a latino uh member of congress from the central valley to serve and to have a seat at that table, Devin and, I, Devin and I are night and day when it comes to what we want to do and how we want to serve. I want to serve. He needs to serve because he needs the platform to continue to rake in the millions, to do what he needs to do for all his congressional perks. I want to serve because I want to make sure that we have a representative that is held accountable, that is working every day to solve the problems that we need. So I need all the help that I can get. Uh, to take out this terrible, no good person in Congress that we all know is Devin Nunes. So again, please uh, join us at fillourbio.com to, to join our movement. 
um, so that next year I can have the campaign and the resources to finally remove Devin Nunes uh, from office once and for all. Well, you know, Phil, um, I want to thank you for your time. You know that I have quite a large following from Fresno in the fact that many years ago I went there on behalf of Trump in order to get a hold of the Running Horse yeah, Project. You know the, yeah, exactly. Uh, which, yeah, which got, which got um, uh, shot down because they didn't want uh, Trump's uh, proposal. But I still have maintained relationships with quite a few people there. Uh, and... Um, I will help to push your name out there. Anything that you need from me, you know where to find us. I thank you for your time, your insight, um, and I want to wish you absolute the best of luck. Uh, and I'm there behind you, so don't worry. Thank you so much, Michael, for your time and, um, and for your support. You got it, Phil. Be well. And now for today's mea culpa. In thinking about Trump's assertion that he'll be reinstated as president this August, I am reminded of the games he played with Obama's citizenship, which gave rise to the birther movement and Trump's viability as a candidate for president. It's in these moments that he incredibly shrewd at staking out an extreme position and playing it for all it's worth. Granted, I bear responsibility for this dark chapter in American politics. But at the same time, I did not see what lay beyond the game we were playing. In my mind, it was absurd. No reasonable person could possibly believe or buy into what Trump was selling. But I underestimated just how many people were out there who were primed to believe such bullshit information. The difference between then and now is how much larger the infrastructure for spreading this kind of conspiracy has grown. In addition, we now have a population where millions of Americans now support an increasingly violent and extremist ideology. We now know from January 6th what happens when you continue to add fuel to the fire eventually explodes. I can't help but feel we are headed that way once again. There seems to be a real and coordinated effort happening between Trump and his baseless lies and accusations, what's happening at the state level, and what's happening at the fringes with figures like Michael Flynn, Sidney Kraken Powell, and Steve fucking Bannon. Trump is triangulating all of this to maximum effect as a hedge against future indictments. As I said earlier, there is nothing he will not do to stay out of prison. There seems to be no stopping any of this, though, beyond putting Trump in prison. But even then, would his radicalized supporters make a violent play to have him released? I don't really know the answer anymore. We may have crossed the line of no return here. So let's hope I'm wrong. And thanks for listening. Maya Culpa is brought to you by Audio Up, Midas Touch, and LSJ Media. And it's written and produced by Jimmy Jelinek. Executive producers are Jared Gustat, Jimmy Jelinek, myself, Michael Cohen, and Phil Alberstadt. Our editor is Lisa Orkin. It may be a new day politically, but nowadays the landscape is more confusing than ever. Donald Trump may have lost the battle for the presidency, but in many ways, Trumpism is winning the war on the state and local level. Maya Culpa is here to help guide you through the wilderness and keep you informed. And let's face it, we all want Trump, Rudy, and the rest of these seditious traitors to see justice. And folks, it's coming. So stay tuned as I guide you through the twists and turns of the criminal process that will ultimately see them behind bars. 
Mea culpa. Nothing but the truth. Hey, movie lovers. Who needs a theater when you have Pluto TV? Grab your popcorn and your streaming device because free movies are here. Pluto TV is your home for movies. Great movies are playing anytime in over 20 exclusive movie channels of action, horror, rom-coms, and more. Watch hits like Saving Private Ryan, Pretty in Pink, and Charlie's Angels all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts. Ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Guys, do you want to lose weight fast, have more energy, and improve your health? Now you can with Nutrisystem for men. Get delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, even snacks and shakes delivered right to your door. All delivered for free. It's easy to follow, and you'll see results in your first week. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash meal now and get 50% off everything. And with their new premium meals, guys get bigger, bolder meals with up to 30 grams of protein and 25% more calories to keep you feeling full. Full and satisfied as you drop the pounds. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash meal right now and get 50% off. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash meal right now and get 50% off everything. Forget about takeout and fast food. Nutrisystem for men is real food and real simple. It's all planned out and delivered right to your front door. Don't wait. This special offer will not last forever. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash meal right now and get 50% off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash meal. The sound of you doing is music to our ears. Order on the Home Depot app and get same day delivery so you don't have to stop doing when you need something. The Home Depot app, how doers get more done.